Hey guys, spoilers ahead. I'm Laura. And I'm Nikki. And this is Breakdown from the Couch. Yep, we are the podcast that breaks down some of the best and worst movies found on streaming services for your listening pleasure. Oh yeah. Um, you guys can check us out on social media. Uh, just search for Breakdown from the Couch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also check us out on ageofradio.org. Uh, you can find our episodes there as well as uh, shop our sponsors. Yep. This week we are tackling 2010's Devil. Yes. The M. Night Shyamalan film. So with this, the summary found on IMDb is pretty short and sweet. It says, a group of people are trapped in an elevator and the devil is mysteriously amongst them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so first impressions. Well, I saw this movie a while back. Um, first impression, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it just because M. Night Shyamalan is such a hit or miss. Yeah. I mean, you either really like it or you're just, you really hate it after. Yeah. And he's not one of those guys that's like all of his movies are great or all of them are bad. Right. It's like this project's really awesome and this one just completely missed it. Yeah, it sucks. So he's, he's one of those guys where you can't just go, oh, it's M. Night Shyamalan. We, we don't even need to bother. Right. You kind of have to watch it to see whether or not it's going to be one of the good ones. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, but whenever I saw it, I liked it. I liked it a lot too. Yeah. It's one that I would go back and watch again. Right. Because it's one of those where even when the cat's out of the bag, mm-hmm. there's still enough of that message left behind where it makes it worth watching again. Right. Now, I had seen bits and pieces of it over the course of time, but this is the first time I sat down and watched it all the way through. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool stuff. Shall we hop into the breakdown? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay, so of course we open with uh, the Peter 5-8 verse. Mm-hmm. And then I really liked how during the voiceover and the credits, you saw the cityscape upside down. See, at first that made me like nervous. I didn't, Why? Because it was so weird looking. It's like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of, it made sense to me because if you're... I don't know, something about, like, hell being underneath everything, so yeah. it, like, flips it up on its head. I don't know. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it kind of added something that you don't usually get to see. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the voiceover who we find out is a man named Ramirez. Right. He is going over basically the story that his mother used, mother or grandmother used to tell him. I think it was his mother. I think it was his mom too. Yeah. And she says it always starts with a suicide and it invites the devil in. Yep. And that's exactly what we see is a suicide. Yeah. The dude lands on the top of a truck. And the truck literally moves. Yeah. And it like starts rolling itself down the street. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, okay. Well, and it was, well, it wasn't funny or whatever, but, you know, you see the guy that's cleaning the floors Mm -hmm. and he's got his headphones on so he can't hear. Right. That you've seen a couple of times. Yeah. The force of the impact, I guess, knocking the truck into gear and letting it roll. I hadn't seen that done before. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's like the car alarm goes off. Exactly. And then everybody runs over. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of different. I like that. Uh, We are introduced to uh, Detective Bonin. Basically having breakfast with his AA sponsor. Right. So, and they actually, don't they talk about faith? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, you know, find something to believe that's bigger than yourself type stuff. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, he's talking about how his um, son, and I think his wife also. His wife and son were both killed, killed by a uh, hit and run. Hit and run driver, right. Yeah. 
And the AA sponsor is talking to him about forgiveness. He goes, you've taken responsibility for your actions. That's over half the battle. Now you have to forgive basically the guy that ruined this Detective Bowden's life. Right. And he's like, I don't know if I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up. To Guess where? To the suicide. To the suicide scene. To Todd's. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> you beat me to it for I know, just right? like a split second. Right? Um. And I thought it was really interesting. He's the truck isn't in the same place, right? And no one's connecting the dots. They're like, "Where's the broken glass? Where's this? Where's that?" Yeah. And then Bowden sees there's water flowing down the street, mm-hmm. and so he follows the water back and sees that the truck bounced off some kind of impact median, right? And rolled to the stop where they found it. Well, and he also finds it interesting too because the person is holding a rosary. I thought that was kind of ironic yeah. because you're Catholic. What right. happens when you commit suicide when you're a Catholic? Yeah, it's not good. You go to hell. Right. So, anyway. So, why is it all the horror movies, if they're going to have a religious element, go for the Catholic church, do you think? I don't know. It's seems because question. their rules are pretty cut and dry, so it's easy to follow and like yeah, maybe make stuff go along with it. Right. I, I don't know. know. It's just an idea. <laughs> Uh, so then we're actually going through, and this is where we get that first glimpse of all of our characters. Right. We get the shady dude outside with a bag. Mm-hmm. We get a security guard, a pretty young woman. An older woman. An older woman as well. And then, um... Sales guy. The sa- Yeah, the mattress sales guy. Yeah. And they end up getting on the elevator together. You see mm-hmm. it's like, you know, who all is going to get on type thing. They right. tease you a little bit. The door's closed like two or three times. Yeah, exactly. And something that occurred to me, is there elevator music in hell? Probably. Because <laughs> that's... What, like what was hell playing, radio? Yeah. I mean, because whatever was playing, that would be hell. If you're stuck there in eternity and you have to listen to that crap over and over exactly. and over again. But I heard that and I was just kind of like, I wonder. Okay, so the elevator gets stuck and Dwight in the, the window... What was I doing? Oh, Dwight's the the engineer guy, the one yeah. they're trying to send to fix the elevator. Right. At first, he's up there trying to fix the window that the suicide happened. Right. And he's trying Do to get... Do they even realize it was a suicide at this point? I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because he jumped, I guess, from that high, if no one saw him falling. Yeah. You know, they would know. They'd just think, you know, the window broke or something. Right. I don't know. So he's trying to get all that cleared up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so all these people are stuck in the elevator, and, you know, they've got the attention of the two other... Um, Ramirez and the older security yeah, guy. Yeah. But, yeah. But the comms don't work both ways. Right. So they can talk to the people in the elevator, but the people in the elevator cannot communicate back... Exactly. ...through the comms, so no one can hear what's going on between everybody. Exactly. There. So... Um, but yeah, so they try to contact Dwight and are like, hey, you know, there's people stuck in the elevator, you mm-hmm. know, go check it out type of stuff. Yeah, and of course at this point it it flips back and forth between the elevator and outside the elevator, and mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Right. So that you can kind of see, like, where everything is, how everything is going. I think it would have been highly creepier. Mm-hmm. If we got the voiceover and then nothing but the elevator because they don't know what's going on outside. Yeah. They're just getting this disembodied voice telling them what's going on. <laughs> and then eventually the dude ends up like yeah. dying in the ele- Yeah. So yeah. Um, at this point, though, everyone there is just really irritated and anxious. claustrophobic yeah. and anxious. Yes. Yeah. You've got, let's see, 
You've got um, the security guard who is, it's funny because he's like this bigger guy, but he's mm-hmm. super My anxious. brother locked me in the trunk when I, for six hours yeah. and now he's claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah, so you've got that guy. You've got um, the guy that, you know, in like the hoodie type thing. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just pissed off and angry. Yeah, his name is, I can't remember what the security guard's name was, but... Um, Shady dude with the that had the red duffel bag. Yeah. He's Tony. Right. We find out the old lady is who they're calling Jane. And she's a bitch. She is. A, she's like a racist old lady. Yeah. That's basically what her character yeah. is there for. Exactly. And then the pretty young woman is Sarah. And then the salesman guy. I can't remember his name. Right. Um. And the salesman guy is just, you know. He's a tool. He is. Because he's, he's, he's checking out Sarah and looking at her, you know, butt. And he gets busted by the old lady. Yep. Watching her butt. Uh, and then I love how he just kind of shrugs, like, yeah, can you blame me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like, no apology whatsoever. <laughs> right. He just, he's good. Now, we jump to Dwight going up to the roof, because at this point, they're sending him up to the roof to look down the elevator shaft. Right. And his hat gets blown off his head, and he almost chases it off the building. Yeah, it's like, you idiot. So he would have been, like, suicide <laughs> number two. It's like, dude, yeah. slow down. Yeah. Actually, that would have been more of, like, a Darwin Award right? type thing. <laughs> Like, I chased off, you know, stu- my stupid hat literally off of a building. Right. And then as he's looking down over the side, then it kind of pans down to the detectives. They find the broken glass they've been looking for. Right. And then they look up and they realize, like, oh. This is where he jumped Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of head inside because now they're trying to figure out what floor, who mm-hmm. this guy was, all of those things. So Dwight flips the breaker, trying to restart the... Basically, it's the IT version of turn your computer off and turn <laughs> yeah. it back on again to, to see, see if it fixes the problem. Yeah, let's see if this works. So I, I, until we got his name, I just called him Sketchy. It's Tony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony opens up like the, the ceiling hatch because mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out what's going on. The security guard... Ramirez and the older gentleman, I can't right. remember what his character's name was, they find out about the suicide. This is where the detectives actually get nose-to-nose with them, and they're like, hey, some dude jumped out of your window. Yeah. Which window, what floor, that kind of thing. They're trying right. to sort that out. And then this is where we get really introduced to the skeezy mattress salesman. Mm-hmm. He actually rips out a card. Hands it to the old lady, and he's like, your shoes tell me that you could use a rest. I'd be like, bitch, shut up. I know, right? (laughs) Exactly. And I love the old lady. She's like, are you insulting my shoes? Yeah, yeah. I love that. (laughs) Um, Dwight is now in the basement. And he's kind of walking around. He's looking at stuff. Basically still trying to investigate why the elevator's not working. Mm Mm-hmm. So, poor Dwight, he has to go to the very top, to the very bottom, and it's a thankless job. Yeah, that would suck. You know what? Top of the building, heaven, basement, hell. Oh, that's true. Elevator stuck in the middle. So, they're, like, in purgatory it's like right symbolism. now? like <laughs> symbolism. <laughs> purgatory. Purgatory they're and limbo. Bet- yeah, they're in between. Dude, that just occurred to me. I'm nice. than I thought I was. All nice. Right. So... It jumps to Ramirez and the older security guard back in the room. They're basically locked in there with all the little monitors. Right. And as Ramirez is watching the footage from the elevator, it suddenly statics out. Mm-hmm. And it and you can see a face. Yeah. It's, it's really easy to see mm-hmm. the face. 
And that's what's got him panicking and freaking out. Because right. he is probably, he's Catholic. Yeah. He's got the medallion. He's got all that stuff. So mm-hmm. you know he's Catholic. Mom tells him stories about the devil coming to earth and that right. the suicide starts it. Now he knows there's been a suicide outside. Now yeah. all of these people are stuck in an elevator. Yep. He's that voice of omniscience that right. this is what's happening. And of course, you mm-hmm. know, the guy that he works with, you know, doesn't believe him, tells him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, enough with your stories. And yeah, enough with your stories. The big cops are here. Now. Yeah. Let them deal with it. Yeah. Um, my next note says the raccoon of death. This is the one where <laughs> Dwight is in the basement and he finds this raccoon, oh, I guess, yeah. under the elevator within that shaft area. Yep. And he's chasing it off. And when he does, next thing you know, is it the same? It's not the same elevator that people are in, but something comes almost crashing down right. on top of them. Right. Dwight is still alive. I know, which I was actually surprised. I was too. I figured he would have been dead, actually. I thought he would ago. be like the first. <laughs> Yeah. So. I thought, you know, he's he's toast. But they actually kept him alive for a while. Now, from here, it cuts back to the elevator. Mm-hmm. All of our people inside are still pissed. They're still aggravated with right. each other. And then all of a sudden, the gr- cute girl, Sarah, right. she gets pushed around a little bit. She turns around like the mattress guy smacked her ass. Well, didn't it go dark for a second, though, in the yeah. elevator? So Once that's why... It, like, the lights flicked out? Yeah, the lights flicked out, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes completely dark, and then you hear sounds. Right. So you hear the thud, you hear her cry out, like, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And when the lights come back on... Yeah. It, she's been scratched or cut or yeah. something. She I, says it feels like she's been bit. Right. Well, and, like, looking at it, it looks like an animal scratched her. Because yeah. it's not, like, it doesn't look like regular finger, like... There were only, what, like, three cuts on her back or something? Something like that. And, yeah. yeah, it doesn't look like fingernails from, like, a person. And, see, this is where they start turning on the mattress guy and arguing mm-hmm. with each other. And Tony was like, you know, a cut like that could be made with a serrated blade. Do you happen to have one of those? And it's right. like, if there's... It's like, do the math. <laughs> It's like the lights were out for maybe five seconds. Yeah. He'd have to take out the knife, mm-hmm. cut her three times, scratch, scratch, scratch. True. And then hide the knife again before right. the lights came back on. But at the same time, it's like their questions are pretty valid because I'm they not, are. you know, it's like you're not going to jump to, oh, the devil must be in here with us. So no, they did, you're you looking know? at the skeeziest guy in the elevator <laughs> right. and that's who did it. Exactly. Yeah. But it's one of those, it's almost like that panicked mob mentality. Mm-hmm. That I think was done really well in this movie. Yeah, because every single time, the remaining people keep turning on each other. Exactly. And stuff. So, because you don't know what, you know, who's doing it, what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the detective is called to... Was it the the security? Because now they're having to bring the detective in and be like, hey, guy, look. Yeah. This is what he... You know, somebody's beating each other up in the elevator or something. Yeah. But I feel like he stepped out for a minute. No, I'm wrong. Oh, okay. They call him back to the security room. Yeah. Um, this is where Ramirez shows the cop the face and the footage. Right. And and then that's whenever they tell him, like, okay, the cops are here, you know. You need to stop. Yeah, just This relax. is not the devil. You sound like you're crazy. Don't lose <laughs> right. your job. Basically, yeah, is what the pretty older much. Is trying to break down for him. And... It cuts back to everyone's trying to pry the door open. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Right. Not from the inside, not from the outside. Have we gotten to the part where the uh, security guard tries using the cell phone to call? 
That happened earlier. Yeah. That, like when the elevator first stops, he tried to use his cell phone to call down to the desk and he couldn't get a, through right. it. Right. If he got through, it didn't last for like a second. Right. So at that point, once they've seen that the girl is all scratched up, mm-hmm. the detective starts wanting to get people's IDs. He wants right. to know who he's dealing with so he can start looking stuff up. Right. So he's he's talking to them, you mm-hmm. know, because, yeah, they they can't hear what they're saying in the right. elevator. So he tells them, you know, hold up. I need you to get as close to the camera as possible. Hold up your ID, you mm-hmm. know, so I can take notes. Well, they tried to do it. And it, they can't they, sharpen the image enough right, to get it. Right. Who was it that held up their ID? The old lady. Which is ironic because mm-hmm. of what comes later that it, she, yep. they couldn't read it. Yeah. Um. So then he's like, "Well, does anybody have a pen?" Right. No pen. Which not in my house, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know me. I always have a pen. Yeah. I mean, you okay? Truth be told, you've been with me when I've done this. If the restaurant and I'm signing my receipt oh, and I like yeah. their pen, she steals. Than my she pen, straight up steals their pens, guys. I, tr- I do not steal. I trade. Oh, okay. I take my least favorite pen out of my purse, and I take the restaurant pen home with me. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> um, and yes, I have a problem, and I acknowledge that, and we're mm-hmm. working on it. Uh-huh. But then, once he realizes he can't do it, he goes for the visitor's log. He wants to check off everybody that's been signed in and out of the building. Right. To find out who's left to see who these people are. Yeah. Um, the power loss gets bloody mm-hmm. at this point. Um, the lights go out, and there's this, it kind of blinks up for a minute. Right. Where, like, they go out, and then they blink up, and you see a figure standing behind the security guard. Yep. And then they blink back out, and when the lights come back on, there's the broken mirror. Yep. And the sales guy is basically Mattress guy is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wasn't, was he dead yet, or was he still bleeding? Uh, I don't know. All I know is that he dies. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um... Which now, instead of being, like, aggravated and worried, they're panicking. Well, yeah. Like, what the hell? They're in the elevator with the murderer and the dead guy. Like... Exactly. There's not a whole lot they can do. And this is where you really see that Ramirez actually does know his shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's like, they were all... They're all terrible people. They're there for a reason. Right. We can't do anything. The devil is not going to let us in. Like, he's going... I mean, realistically, if I was sitting next to him in, like, that room, I'd be like, excuse me. Yeah. And I'd, like, it, he would scare me into <laughs> yeah. going someplace else. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and he talks about how his mother used to call it the devil's meeting. Mm-hmm. And the detective finds out the salesman was going up to an attorney, Vince McCormick. Right. You well, find out at this point he's got like the building is basically on lockdown. Exactly. And everybody, no one's in, no one's out. Yeah, no one's mm-hmm. in, no one's out. Everybody is now in the lobby, and that's you know, yeah, like you said, he realizes that the Sarah girl was well. Wait, they do the mattress guy first because remember they make one of the guys pull the envelope out of his pocket and hold it up to the camera, mm-hmm. and they find out Vince McCormick is a lawyer on. Such and such floor. floor. Yeah. yeah. And then it flashes to the elevator. You find out Shady's a veteran. Mm-hmm. He is talking about how, what does he mention? Like, he's been to Afghanistan or something right. like that. And then it jumps to uh, the suicide note. Mm-hmm. So the lady that I guess is uh, 
that Bowden, the detective, is dating yeah. is actually a crime scene investigator, and she brings up the suicide from the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. She said the note's weird. Right. That's right. Remember? Because she yeah. said it's either like, you know, this is why I'm so sad, or it's crazy. Yeah. It's usually not both. And this letter said, she said it was both. Because right. at the end, he the guy had tagged on, like, I hear the devil's footsteps, he's coming. Right. But the rest of the note was apparently really logical. Right. So, that being said, when he goes back into the building, a mattress guy was a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Ponzi schemes, con man type yep. stuff. And from there, we've got the hit and run apology note. This is where Bowden actually takes it out of his pocket. Yeah. And shows it, who was it, to Ramirez, I think? I think so, yeah. 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 And then he starts winding back elevator footage because he's trying to find clues as to who killed the sales guy. Right. And this is where you see earlier in the movie where Sarah, the pretty girl, had flinched and basically accused Mattress Dude of grabbing her ass. Mm Mm-hmm. He sees on the camera angle, no one touched this girl. Right. But she reacted like she'd been touched. Right. Okay. And I'm sorry, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. No, you're good. <laughs> this just, it was a lot of bouncing back and forth it in this It was, movie. yeah, for sure. And it was one of those movies you couldn't get up and walk away. Right. We're not, like, there would have been no repeat of <laughs> Scream 3 for you. Um, the, now, they're all kind of aggravated with each other, and they're losing their tempers in the elevator. Well, yeah. The security guard basically gets in the old lady's face. Well... Does, she tried to pepper spray him at one point. It, this is where she does try to pepper yeah, spray him. <laughs> she tries to pepper spray him, which, okay, would she's have like been... She's, like, holding it up, and yeah. she's like, get away from me. And you can kind of tell the whole time, just from her mannerisms and mm-hmm. how she's been acting, she's a racist old lady. Yeah. Like, she doesn't like black people. Right. And... Which, I'm sorry, if you're going to pepper spray somebody in an elevator, that's mm-hmm. going to be bad for you, too. That's what they're all telling her. They're <laughs> like, like, don't do that. You're going to make all of us sick. Yeah, including yourself, bitch. Yeah, and then... She actually tries to she do it. it. She triggers it. Nothing happens, and so the black guy is able to get away from her. And he's like, oh, this would have, you know, maybe worked in 1980-whatever. Yeah, it expired in, like, 86 or yeah. 87. So <laughs> even in 2010, this thing is already almost yeah, over 20 years old. Exactly. Um, so I thought that was kind of funny. But I kind of do wonder, like, if it still would have triggered, but maybe just not have been nearly as potent. Either not nearly as potent, or there's no aerosol left to pressurize. That's, in the I mean, can. that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. But I just wonder. I mean, if it I bet had... if you took like a sledgehammer to it, you'd still get the pepper spray, or at least a dust of it, if it yeah. like all dried out inside. Type right. Thing. But yeah, but that, that would happen. That was pretty good. Though. That was pretty good. Yeah. Um, at this point, we've got poor Dwight in a harness going down the elevator shaft. It's like, oh, Dwight. It's I hope like, they were... okay, God saved you twice. I know. Like, the raccoon of death and not going off the side of the building. <laughs> exactly. At this point, God's like, fine, fuck it, go. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, poor Dwight. He just, know. you know he's just screwed. So, he's in the shaft, and then his harness jams, mm-hmm. and then it fails. Yep. And he falls, God knows how many stories, yeah. and lands on top of the elevator. Which, and of course, freaks out the, you know, that inside. Because, yeah. Which I have a, a quick fun fact about what that. It took four days to shoot hit Dwight's uh, death scene. I can believe that, because yeah. you have to be really careful with stuff like that. Yeah. so I can believe that. Yeah, hardly. it took four days for them to do that. 
Yeah. Okay. So I thought it was a really, this is why I think if we had nothing but the interior of the elevator, mm-hmm. it would have been a more suspenseful and a more creepy movie because the tension would be so high and you'd True. have no answers. Right. All you know is all of a sudden something hit the top of the elevator and now they're bleeding through. Yeah. And then, of course, they can still hear the guys talking on the walkie-talkie because yeah. Dwight had one. And they're like, you know, what's going on? And and they're listening to the chatter. And then the detective realizes the people in the elevator are listening to them talk about basically Dwight just died. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's switch to another <laughs> channel, please. Yeah. Yeah. So they're back in the, the security room with the detective and Ramirez. And they're going through, like, lobby footage. They're trying yeah. to, like, catch when, who walks in. Because they're still trying to figure out who signed in and who didn't. Right. And they find the old lady. She's a pickpocket. Yeah. Yeah, she was stealing something. She was jacking wallets out of people's purses. They identified Sarah the liar. Basically, mm-hmm. she was... She was married to a the... A grifter. Yeah. But yeah. she was also married to the guy that owns... That the building, security company. the security company, a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. So he, the husband has money. Yep. And then you find a security guard is a thug. Yeah. He was, he was like a temp, uh, this was a like. A temp with the Caraway yeah. security company. Caraway is where Sarah married into. Right. But like you said, like, yeah, mm-hmm. he has all these like assault charges that were on him. There's like things. four or five. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like you said, none of these people have a great, you know, track record. <laughs> and then they still can't identify Shady, who is Tony. Right. But they do see he's carrying a red satchel. Mm-hmm. And now that he's on the elevator, he's not. Right. So now they're okay. Where's the satchel? Yep. And this was post 9-11. Yeah. So my first thought when they're like, okay, where's the satchel is Tony is some fringe group that's trying to blow up the building. Yeah. Right. Like that's where my mind went. Right. Um, this is where we get to the second lights out since they basically stepped on and yeah, stuff's going down. Yep. Lights flicker. Everybody's freaking out because the lights are flicking on and off. Mm-hmm. And all they know is that the remaining four people in the elevator One of them's a killer, and he's already killed somebody. Exactly. So they're panicking. The lights go down. When they come back up... Old lady. Old lady Jane is hanging from the ceiling by, like, a a light cord. Yeah. And then... So, of course, more panicking. When the lights had gone out, somebody struck a match. Really? Did you see what... It was like a flash of something when you struck the match. It was another one of those, like... Uh, like the flash images, hmm. like the video thing, or when the lights flicked out the first time and there was something behind the guy. I can't remember which one of them flipped, flipped the match, but there was another one of those huh. where you're kind of like, what's in the background? You oh, see it for okay. like half a second and then it's gone. Yeah. Um. So now Ramirez is like, it's happening. Yeah. Like he's breaking the play by play. The devil's here. <laughs> You might as well just pack up and go home. Right. None of these guys are going to make it. Exactly. I think the fire department at this point is there, and they're trying to cut because through. Because the building's on lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the fire department's in. They're trying to cut through the wall, basically. They're prepping to. Yeah. Yeah. They're, like, trying to... Basically, they can't get the elevator to go up or down, so to get them out, the only other way is through. Right. Um, And then outside, because they've cordoned off the building... 
we see a woman who's never given a name or identified, but yeah. you can tell that she matters somehow. Yeah, and she's trying to get in. She's like, mm-hmm. I've got an appointment. They're like, well, sorry, building's on lockdown. You're exactly. going to have to, you know, reschedule or whatever. Um, And this, <laughs> I kind of thought it was funny, but I think there is some symbolism to it. Okay. When they got Jane down, because they, they didn't want to leave her hanging. Right. Don't leave me hanging, bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Tony, mm-hmm. shady thug dude, or shady guy, yeah. is trying to close her eyes with his hands and That's they keep right. popping back open. Yeah. And the... The security guard says... Like, you know, they have to have been dead a couple hours for that. And you're kind of thinking, well, how would you know that? That's kind of what everybody's right. thinking. Yeah, it's like, how would you know? Yeah. And, you know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Yeah, that's true. So if her eyes won't close... Mm-hmm. That's going to come back later. Yeah, it is. So they end up actually, the de- Detective Bowden actually starts looking in the lobby and in the bathroom right. for the satchel, and he finds it under a sink. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, it's not a bomb. No. <laughs> it's full of tools. Yeah, exactly. So now it's, that makes me jump to, okay, not a bomb, maybe they're trying to do some kind of heist. Yeah, right. You know, there's something in the building that they want that they're trying to get to. But it looked like... I mean, tool-wise, though, it, it almost looked like, like mechanic, yeah, or like carpentry, exactly. It didn't really, like it, it didn't, didn't really look like it, it wasn't like ominous, really. It was, it wasn't like there was like a saw and like no, you know, drills. Yeah, it was just a bag things. of tools. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's like, why are you hiding it for? Yeah, what are you hiding a bag of tools yeah. for? Um, this is where Ramirez goes like full Catholic boy cult yep. leader. He straight up kneels in the security room. Yep. Turns on the radio. And starts and praying starts Spanish. A rosary, isn't it? I think so. Girl, you're asking the wrong... <laughs> well, you know the rosary, and I know some Spanish. It sounds like he's starting to pray right. a rosary. Either like an Our Mother or... Our Father. Our Father. Who art in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, see, I know that much. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, and, if I was in the elevator, that alone would creep me the hell out. Yeah. Like... But so you see what I mean when I say if we didn't have anything except the context of the people in the elevator, mm-hmm. why this would have been so much scarier? Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. think about it. They're launching an elevator. One dude's dead. Now the old lady's dead. Right. Then there's the guy on the roof who's dead. Yeah. And now you've got some... Somebody, like, praying a rosary in Spanish, mm-hmm. and you've got no context for anything. That's true, yeah. All they keep saying is, we're getting to you. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still there. Right. So that's why I think if we'd only had the context of, like, those, you know, what is it, five characters, six mm-hmm. characters? Right. It would have been a completely different and much scarier movie to me. No, that's true. I think, but, you know, it's still a good movie, mm-hmm. regardless, but that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, at this point, the last three survivors are right. kind of introducing each other. Yeah. I'm Sarah. I'm so-and-so anonymous thug name. I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> and then Tony. Sarah will shake the guard's hand, but not Tony's hand. Yep. Which I found kind of ironic. Right. Um, it's like the, like, polar opposite of the old lady. Right. And then from here, they start fighting mm-hmm. because they're scared. There's a bunch of dead people, and now they've had the Spanish rosary. Exactly. They're freaking the hell out. Well, and I think this is whenever the detective tells everybody to get on the wall, put your hands up, 
and don't... After this fight, yeah, yeah. Because the guys are physically trading blows, and Sarah's in the back yelling, Kill him! Ben! That's what the thug's name is. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill him, Ben! And, like, she's screaming it. Yeah. And it's like, holy crap, woman. I know, right? Like, sudden, like... Yeah, but she's screaming, kill him, kill him, and the detective is... He does exactly what you yeah. say. He makes everybody split up. He puts everybody's make you know, put on a different on wall. wall. Yeah. Um, just trying to keep everybody alive and calm. Exactly. It's not working, but he's trying. Yeah, he's trying. And at this point, he kind of gives up on <laughs> like keeping it in the realm of what he considers sanity. Yeah. And he pulls that hypothetically. Right. <laughs> If this is the scenario. Right. What happens? What happens? And Ramirez is like, everybody dies. Yep. End of story. Yep. Um, so the detectives, is he's not super open to that option. Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's his job to keep trying to make sure everybody just, stays alive. I love that. Hypothetically. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like when I was a kid and I look at my dad. Hypothetically, if I happen to have broken this window... What would happen to me? And your dad's like, hypothetically, you'd be in deep shit. Exactly. <laughs> and then I was like, well, hypothetically, what if Stu did it? Yeah, My right. little brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I just, I love that aspect of it where he's like becoming open to the idea that this is not something he can do anything about. Right. Versus if it's hypothetical, it's not real, so I don't have to like admit. Yeah. That is something I'm not really sure about. <laughs> So this is where we actually get a hold of Sarah's criminal record. This mm-hmm. is where we actually find out that she's the grifter. Right. She was, you know, running all these scams. She's basically ripping people off. And mm-hmm. then she married into. Yeah. She married into money. The Caraways. Yeah. And it sounded like she, that they were uh, getting divorced. She's gearing up because the guy yeah. she was going to see was a forensic accountant. Right. Yeah. Um, from here. We see the older security guard who has now gone into the basement. Which, this scene, man. like It, it, it made my heart hurt. Because this, this is just a good guy. I know, right? And that's what I find kind of ironic is that even in this story, the good people, like the ones that are outside of the realm of right. what the devil's there for, yep. usually if the devil's there to kill somebody, it, they were bad. Like, they were they a bad, were bad person. Everyone's right. thrown in together. But Ramirez even says the good people who try to help end up dead. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was kind of interesting that, you know, the good people don't get spared. Right. So he's in the basement and see, he finds I feel a bad. bad wire. Well, and that's just it. I feel bad that he died, but the way that he, he did didn't it. He didn't die. Well, okay, he got electrocuted. Spoiler yeah, he, I mean, he, he's toast, but yeah. he's, he's alive. But the way that he did it was so stupid. I'm sorry. If I see mm-hmm. a live wire, I'm not going near it. And see, common sense would tell me, dude, you've got a walkie-talkie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need electrical down here, right? We need the fire department. Somebody exactly. with rubber freaking boots. Exactly. Not loafers. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you know, survival of the fittest and whatnot. Right. Uh, I bet you Dwight wouldn't have stuck his foot in a puddle of water with an electric wire. You don't think so? No, because he didn't chase his <laughs> hat off the roof of the building. <laughs> That's true. Um, poor Dwight. Okay, so he is electrocuted. Yeah. It jumps to everybody in the elevator is uh, oh. in the assumed position. Right. And she goes is, to 
Well, she goes to put her arms down because she was saying, like... I'm tired. I'm tired and it hurts. And you can see her back where, yeah, she got, you know, messed up. Yeah. And Tony is telling her to put her arms back. Yep. Ben is like, don't tell her what to do. Yeah, it's like, whatever. And basically, Ben and Sarah are still teaming up against Tony. Right. And he calls her what he calls a twist. Mm-hmm. Which is basically somebody who riles everybody else up. Yeah. And then he goes into his time in the army or Marines. Right. Where if there was a twist in the unit, they'd wait till lights out, beat the shit out of them, and then it wasn't a problem anymore. <laughs> yeah. Which that kind of led me, okay, you know, there maybe there was like a war crime or something. There's a reason that this right. keeps coming up. Maybe this is why he's in the elevator. Exactly. We know why Thug and Sarah are there. Maybe this is why Tony's there. Exactly. Um, and then you find out the mystery woman that we saw outside has Mm -hmm. managed to sneak into the lobby. Right. And the detective starts connecting some dots. Well, at this point, though, the electrocuted guy comes in, right? And they're trying to help him. Not just yet. Not yet? yet. Okay. My bad. No, you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think this is in the, the same scene. Like, the woman comes yeah. in, and they're like, she knows somebody, her fiancé, is right. here for a job interview. Yep. And she says, he's here for a job interview. He didn't want to take his tools. Exactly. So now we know why he hid his tools. Yep. Because if he can't take them in, and let's be real, they're expensive. Right. You know that, because Wes oh, is a yeah. mechanic. Yep. Um, I'd hide them, too. Mm-hmm. Now, then he starts connecting the dots. Well, yeah. the guy comes stumbling out, talking about... Yeah. Yeah. He's burnt to a crisp and... Right. He's alive. Yeah. But he's... Just the way that he went about trying to get this wire. Just... It's like, dude. Mm -hmm. Come on. But at least it didn't take him three strikes to... Like, someone took him out. I know. He stopped while he was ahead. Yeah. Um, well, electrocuted. But still ahead because Uh, he's not dead yet. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I think they bring they bring the woman in. And they talk to her. Right. And that's when they find out about that. And then dude comes stumbling out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. Electrocuted. Yep. And then the detective realizes that the caraway that Sarah has married into. Yep. Is the guy that owns the security company. Right. That Ben is temping from. Right. And so now he's thinking that Ben. The husband's trying to kill her. Right. Hiring Ben to do it. Exactly. Which, honestly, that makes a lot of sense. Because it, it if does. you have a criminal record, no one's going to hire you to work security. Mm-hmm. So, so true. who pulled the favor? Right. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if it were me, it's like, I mean, it's a good idea. But at the same time, it's like. It seems like a lot of trouble to try and kill two other people. Well, that's why he was saying it's, um, like, the D.C. sniper. They killed how many people to cover up the fact they just wanted to kill one person. Yeah, that's true. That's what he's kind of looking at. Right. And then it's cutting to the image of the TV monitor, and Mm -hmm. you see that Ben and Sarah are super close, and he's thinking that Ben is orchestrated that way. Right. To get close enough to kill Sarah next. Yeah, that's true. So, the lights cut again. Mm-hmm. Lights are out. And they, like, rip out their cell phones. Yeah. For light. To, for light. Yeah. Something or someone basically pulls all the cell phones out of their hands. Yep. It's like a, almost like a magnetic thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you hear everything going on. And then when the lights come back up. 
Ben's head is on backwards. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're going to need a really good chiropractor yeah. if you're going to come back from that. But yeah. basically... Oh, he's dead. Ben's dead. Yep. So now the main suspect that Detective Bowden had... Is dead. Is another victim. So <laughs> right. now it's down to Sarah and Tony. Yep. She's freaking the hell out. They well, both yeah. are. I mean... They, honestly, they both are. And then Ramirez said something that kind of stuck with me. He said... Lies we tell ourselves introduce us to him. Talking about the devil. Right. So this is where you start to see a way out. Mm-hmm. Because if you have... It basically, if you humble yourself before God, you lay your whole soul bare, then the devil has nothing to take from you. Right. It's kind of how that broke down. So now the detective is trying to save them. By admitting his own faults. He talks yeah. about how he's an alcoholic because he lost his wife and son. Mm-hmm. He talks... Did he talk about the hit and run? Not yet. I don't... I think you're That's right. That's later. But basically, he's talking about his alcoholism. Right. And he's hoping... Because he's still in the realm of, hypothetically, what can it hurt at this point? They right. can't get into the elevator. Well, and I think... Uh, what's his name? Also started talking to him about his alcoholism. Like, kind of like, I've been there. And went through it. Yeah. You know, I was at my, you know, absolute worst like a year or two ago and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. So they end up with Tony. The reason why he's doing all this is because now Tony and Sarah have basically shards of glass up against each other. Yeah. Knives. Yeah. That's what he's trying to talk them down from doing is going at each other. Exactly. So they're like, okay, Sarah's like, I'm going to put mine down if you put yours down. Right. What I noticed, Tony was shaking like a leaf. Mm-hmm. And Sarah, she was not. Yeah. That was ice. Yeah. <laughs> but they end up both putting their glasses down, and then the camera pans around to her back pocket, and mm-hmm. you can see she's got a backup plan. Yeah. <laughs> she's got another piece of glass in her pocket. Right. So, once again, devil works in the dark. Mm-hmm. The lights go out, and when they come back up, Sarah's not dead. No. But she's having trouble breathing. She's bleeding. She's got an injury to her neck. Yeah. And she's dying, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Takes a while. Yeah. So Tony's, like, knelt next to her. He's, like, trying to, I He's guess, trying to help comfort her, her and yeah. help her somehow. Yeah. He knows that he can't really. There's nothing he can really do. Right. And then the shit happens. Yeah. Old Lady Jane ain't freaking dead. No, she comes popping up. Black, black ass eyes, so you know. The eyes that they couldn't yep. close earlier. Yep. <laughs> and then she's basically talking about how you're all mine. Yep. You know, all of you are mine. You're all coming with me type stuff. And Sarah is still choking and dying yeah. while the devil has its monologue through the old lady. Right. And then when... Sarah dies, she turns to Tony. Well, I thought he was bargaining. Kind of like, take me, but leave her. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when the devil's like, no, you're all mine. Yeah. (laughs) There's no bargaining for me. Yeah, it's the devil. You can't bargain Mm -hmm. with the devil. So Sarah dies. Yep. And then Tony just lays it out. This is, yeah, this is where we find out mm -hmm. everything. I was driving drunk. I hit another car on the road, and it gives you that flashback to... Well, and it showed that he had been drinking, too, because he was reaching for the open beer that was in the back seat, which is also part of what distracted him. So he 
yeah, hit this, you know, car mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, killed, killed a woman and a kid and then he took off. And he took off and left. Yep. I couldn't see in the scene, but it mm-hmm. was kind of, it was a night scene, I guess. Right, right. I couldn't see the note where he said, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I didn't. But, um, it basically implies this is where that bottom can, this is how Shyamalan tends to tie up things nicely in a bow. Yeah. And he, the devil basically gets in his face and it's like, you expect forgiveness? And Tony's like, no. Right. You know, he doesn't want any, he basically surrenders, humbles himself before God and surrenders. Mm-hmm. And the devil is like, what I really would have liked to take you to or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But she ends up not. She ends up not. She ends <laughs> up leaving. And Tony's the only one left alive. Yeah. So the detective basically gets him in cuffs, mm-hmm. puts him in the car, takes him in himself. And I'm thinking, this is going to go one of two ways. Yeah. One way. Is that it's the devil again? <laughs> is that he's going to kill Tony. Right. And like revenge. And then the devil's coming back. Right. And the net in the sequel, he's coming after Bowden. Right. <laughs> but this went the other way, which is. Yep. I forgive you. Yeah. So that's just it. So Bowden admits to admits to him like that was, you know That was my family. Yeah. That, you know, you killed. Mm-hmm. And then that's whenever he says, you know, I forgive you. Yeah. Whereas earlier in the movie he was like, I oh, don't think fields. I can. I know, right? <laughs> I didn't cry. Good for you. Right? Yay. I cried everything else. Nice. Um so But I thought that was just like really really important. Right. And then you hear Ramirez. Yep. You know, at the end of everything, his mother would always say, don't worry, if the devil's real, then God is real too. Right. And then when it fades back, you see the cityscape, but now it's right side up. Yeah. So, like, the devil's gone now. Yeah. (laughs) And scene. And scene. So, I'm curious. What's up? Well, I'm curious. Um, Whenever you were watching this, who did you... did you think that, like, who did you think was going to be the devil? Did you think it was going to be the old lady? I didn't think it was going to be any of them, to be honest. Really? I didn't think it was going to be any of the people. You just thought... Because the imagery and stuff, when they would flash lights, they yeah. would flash like a figure. Right. So I thought, okay, it's just it's just a de- it's the devil. Yeah, it's just a... I didn't really think it was going to be any of the people. Right. I knew that they were going to be turning on each other, but yeah. I didn't think it was going to be any of the people. Well, and it's like, the devil obviously... It wasn't really the old woman was the devil. He just used her body. That's kind of what I was wondering. Yeah. And, like, after I, I watched the movie, I'm like, okay, she was a pickpocket. Like, it wasn't she was the devil from the right, right. She was the pickpocket to start. Yeah. The devil just used her body to come through to That's kind of the vibe a, I got, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, like, maybe that's why her eyes wouldn't close or something. Right. Now, by the way, what kind of fucked up bedtime story is this for a kid? Right? Oh, my God. Like, seriously. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you're going to eat your vegetables, right? Or I'm going to tell you a bedtime story, About right? the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, so I know you had a couple of fun facts, but what else you got for me? Oh, just a couple of fun facts. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So the end credits do not call any of the people trapped in the elevator by their names. Okay. Really? So, right. So just their occupations or what they are. So like older woman. Because if you go back and you look at like IMDb and stuff, mm-hmm. like Tony, it doesn't say Tony. It says like mechanic. It does. Mm-hmm. The one guy, you know, salesman, uh, mm-hmm. security guard. Yeah, older woman. Older woman. 
Younger woman, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay, I did notice that. I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. So. Okay. Now, I thought this was kind of cool. In its first weekend of release in the U.S., the film was able to gain back its entire production budget. Yeah, I actually have all mm-hmm. that written. I'll, we're going to talk about that. That's pretty awesome. And then, i got to find it, but I've got some... Uh, okay. So this is kind of neat. I don't know who took the time to try and figure all this crap out, but it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. So... There are the number 666 references. Um, the building number is 333, which is 666 oh, divided by 2. Yeah. The elevator number is 6, and then stops on floors 23 to 42. 2 times 3 equals 6. 4 plus 2 equals 6. Uh, when the hockey match on TV turns on right after ele- after the elevator stops, the time of the match is a minute 42. 4 plus 2 equals 6. Uh, the floor that Sarah wants to go to is 42, 4 plus 2 equals 6. Mm-hmm. And the floor that Ben needs to go to is 39, 9 minus 3 equals 6. Like I said, very cool, but somebody's got way too much damn time on their right. hands. <laughs> um, I cannot take credit for any of that. That definitely was not me. Right. <laughs> I just I just happened to read. So, but uh, yeah, that's kind of all the cool stuff, really. Okay. So, the actors in this, Chris uh, Messina, Mm -hmm. he played Detective Bowden. Right. Him I actually really liked in this movie. Yeah. I really liked how his story arc kind of came together, especially at the end. Right. He has done um, a bunch of stuff. He's got over 60 projects. The other one that he's done that I've heard of was the HBO, either HBO or Showtime, Sharp Objects. Uh, HBO. HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He also played the detective there. Right. Um, didn't have a, as big of a role, but mm-hmm. he, he good looking boy. Uh, um, Logan Marshall Green is the one that played the mechanic, Tony. Okay, so Tony. He's got about 28 projects. I've, a lot of them I think are some smaller B movies right. and a lot of guest spots on TV. Okay. He's not really taken into like a leading man role. Most of mm-hmm. his roles are ensemble or like character stuff. Right. Um, Jenny O'Hara was the older woman. And see, I've seen her a million times. 159 times. Yeah. Because she knows how many projects she yeah. has. Yeah. She's definitely she's one of those. She's done a bunch of television. Yeah. That's just it. Like, I've seen her. It's like, okay, I know I've definitely seen her before. Yeah. She's all over the place. Right. Um, Bohana Novakovic. Okay. Is Sarah. Okay. She was born in the Ukraine, and I think she ended up in England. And then she's got about 40 projects to her name, none of which I've heard of. Yeah, they're probably foreign. Uh, I don't know if it's so much foreign as it's just uh, like a bunch of B-movies. Yeah. C-movies, B-movies, stuff like that. Right. Um, Bokeen Woodbine. 98 projects, lots of movies. Oh, wow. Uh, he played the security guard. Okay. Or the thug guard. Yeah. Ben. <laughs> he, the one thing I recognize him from is he was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh. He played the, sh- like, the second guy who was the shocker. Okay. Type thing. Right. Was, that was really cool. Uh, Jeffrey R. End played the mattress salesman. He's done a 64 projects, lots of comedy, and most recently he's been in, oh, Madam Secretary. Okay. He was also in Body of Proof for a few years, which is, that was a pretty good show. I can't remember if I've ever watched it. Yeah. It was all right. Um, and then, of course, the security guards, Jacob Vega, mm-hmm. played Ramirez, and Matt Craven, who's been in God knows how yeah. many things. I know. I looked at him. I was like, I've seen that guy before. He does a lot of character work. Yeah. 
I don't, you don't really see him in like leading roles, but he plays a lot of uh, character work, and then he does some good villains as well. Yeah. So you talked about the budget and the mm-hmm. box office. They made this movie for ten million dollars, which I thought was a lot of money. But then you get to thinking they have to build the elevator, right? They'd have to build God knows how many elevators exactly to make everything work. So ten million was the budget, right? They pulled over sixty-two point six. Wow. In the box. That's for a movie about people stuck in an elevator. That's pretty freaking yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, on Wikipedia, I also saw that The Devil was supposed to be the first of a trilogy by M. Not Shyamalan. Oh, so the second was supposed to be Reincarnate, mm. and then the third was Untitled. <laughs> and the, of course, the second and third movies just didn't happen. Yeah, but it was supposed to be basically. Kind of like this, where it takes that old superstition and puts it in a modern urban urban area. Okay. And I guess by the third, it was all supposed to tie up in a bow, because that's kind of what Shyamalan does. Right. But the second and third never got made. They never got through. Yeah. The second never got past pre-production, and the third was just a concept. Right. But the concept for the third untitled movie for the trilogy became the basis for Split. Oh. Which wove into The Unbroken. Right, right. With uh, uh, Sam Jackson and... Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yep. Unbreakable. Yep. Uh, yeah, what did I call it? Unbroken? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad at that. Okay, Unbreakable, Glass, yeah. all of that stuff. Right, right, right. So you know me and Google. Yeah. I looked it up. The longest anyone's ever been stuck in an elevator. Okay. Because I was curious. Yeah. This dude... His name was Mar- uh, Nicholas White. Okay. Got into the elevator to go out to smoke at 11 p.m. on Friday. Okay. Everyone thought he left. He was the only one in the elevator. No one heard him crying out for help. Oh, man. No one found him till like, 4 p.m. Sunday afternoon. He was basically stuck in an elevator with no food, no water, that and nothing sucks. in his pocket but a thing of Rolaids for 41 hours. Oh, that's That would be scary. Yeah. Um, and yes, he received quite a good settlement from the building. I bet. Shit. Uh, he said, and this is because weird shit occurs to me. I looked it up. When he had to pee, mm-hmm. he managed to crack open the doors just enough to pee down the <laughs> elevator shaft. And he was actually hoping someone would see it yeah. and know that he was stuck. I'd be scared, though. What if you, what if it, like, shut on him while he was... Well, he probably, like, stood back and just, like, aimed really well in, like, Hopefully. out the elevator. Hopefully. Because it's like, that would have been my luck if I had been a dude stuck in an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> or all of a sudden the elevator would move and... <laughs> and then it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they said that he, everyone thought he had left, so they basically piled a bunch of work on his desk that he quote-unquote missed while he was gone. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he got like, <laughs> screw you guys, I'm not doing right? any of this. I'd be like, you people on your own? Yeah. Um, so, let's see. What, oh, and the other thing that occurred to me was there is one plot hole. Okay. And that was kind of what we talked about. Was the old woman the devil the whole time, or did the devil just take over her body? See, I think he just, I think... I think you're right. Yeah. I think, like, it was... I mean, the the lady was a bitch, but she wasn't... I just think that the devil just took over her body. If you think about it, the flashes, when the lights are going up and down, Mm -hmm. they stop after the old lady dies. Oh, that's true, too. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, he, yeah, the devil's in the elevator with her, and then he kills her. Yeah. And he just kind of moves in. Yep. It's like taking over a new apartment. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I'd rather not live there. Right? 
So shall we rate the film? Sure. Shall we use how many undead old ladies? Sure. <laughs> I'm going to give this a three and a half. I think that's fair. Yeah. I really do. I think that's fair. Three and a half is good because it was really good concept and it was done really well. Yeah. It could have been done a whole lot worse. Yeah. Like I said, M with M Nightman, it's He's like hit or miss. he really is. Like, you know, plus I feel bad for him because whenever he first came out, he it was hard for him to try and top six cents. I was about to say because like there's really no there's no beating that movie. Yeah. Like when you, because obviously it's one of those movies you can, you don't really want to watch like a bunch of times because once the cat's out of the bag, it's cat's out of the out bag. Of the bag. But mm-hmm. when you first watched it, and it was just like, it oh, blows shit. your mind. Yeah. We were in high school when, we were like freshmen in high school when that yeah, came I think out. Yeah, I want to say that and came out in 99. And somebody spoiled the movie ending for me. <laughs> really? It wasn't you. Don't it worry. wasn't me. Someone in like a computer class I was with. Wow. Told me what the ending was. So when it got to the end, I'm sitting next to a couple of people who were like, oh my God. And I'm like, hmm, damn it. I know. Well, I could have sworn <laughs> we had gone together. We might have. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many movies we've gone I to know, the theater? Right? Like, we've been going to the movies since we were, like, 12. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay. So, I looked up Rotten Tomatoes score. Okay. 52% on Rotten Tomatoes, but audience is only 43. Yeah. I feel okay. like not enough people have seen it. Yeah, I think that's probably because true. Because I think, because this is one of the ones he did, like, this one, and then one his next one, like, The Village. Oh, don't or even something s- like that. It, yeah, and I mean, it kind of just tanked, and like everybody just started crapping on him. The Village was probably one of the only movies I've ever wanted to get up and like leave. <laughs> I'm serious. I remember you and our other friend went to see it. Yeah, because I was busy. I think you something. were sick or something. Yeah, yeah. and then I, I was, was like, "Hey so guys, how bad. was it?" And both of you weren't just like. Oh, when it was awful. You were, like, mad. I was pissed. You felt ripped off. I did. The ending just <laughs> pissed me off. Um, But, you know, I, I think that's why a lot of people just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And then it's one of those things I think it kind of squeaked by mm-hmm. after that first, like, initial opening weekend. Probably. For a couple of weeks. All right. That's all I got. You got all anything right. else? No, I'm good. Perfect. Three and a half old ladies. Yep. And Matt Shyamalan is redeemed. Yeah, for now. <laughs> I'm sure we'll watch another movie of his where he won't be. I hope not. <laughs> but um, next week, yep, we're going to tackle Mrs. Doubtfire. Yay! Yay! I love Robin Williams. I've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire. <gasps> you shut your mouth. I've never seen it because... Wow. It came out when I was still going to daycare, but there I guess there was enough bad words or bad situation I, where they wouldn't let yeah. us watch it at a church daycare center. Well, because I think it was PG-13. It might have been. So, yeah. So I've okay. never... I've seen, like, bits and pieces, mostly from the trailers when wow. I was little, but I've never actually seen the whole movie. My mind has just been blown. Right? I feel like such a <sighs> failure. Yeah, because that's like a <laughs> classic. All right, so... All right. Next week, Mrs. Doubtfire, and we will see you guys then. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.